We're your hosts. I'm Faith. And I'm Dom. And this is Red Flags, a podcast where we discuss different red flags or warnings and how they relate to us both culturally, socially, and personally. Today's topic is comedy. (laughs) Oh, today we have a special guest. Yes, I am Stephanie Brown. I, uh, in addition to teaching here, I study stand-up comedy, especially as it relates to gender and um, authenticity. So I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Well, we're excited to have you. Let's start with red flags and comics. Like if somebody's like, I like this comic, okay. red flag. Mm-hmm. Got it. So I'd like to put a disclaimer that if you were my student and <laughs> you like these comics, that is fine. Um, Dr. Brown hates you. But, no. And I don't no, hate I'm you. Kidding, I'm kidding. No, and I give like, it's there's a really big difference when like a 45-year-old tells me who their favorite comic is versus an 18-year-old. I know that's not maybe fair to be like, 18-year-olds still have time to grow out of their likes. No, that, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> the kids. Um, and I'll also say that, like, sometimes people, and we've talked about this with She-Hulk, mm-hmm. sometimes the reasons people like or dislike things to me is more of a red flag than the things they actually like. Uh, so I'll also put that disclaimer. But we're just having fun. Those are all my disclaimers. This is the thing I was most worried about. I was like, what if a student listens to this and they're like, Ugh, Dr. Brown hates me because I like this comedian. I want to say that that's not true. Okay. My number one red flag is Joe Rogan. I agree. Oh. 100%. Oh, thank God. I'm glad you said it because I wanted to say it. Does Joe Rogan count as a comedian? So this was, see, now I don't know if people would, but he started as a stand-up comic. Okay. I mean, that was what his career was before he transitioned into podcasting. Like, gotcha. he was a stand-up comic, and then he was an actor, like on news radio and those kind of shows, and he hosted Fear Factor. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about um, that. But, like, I consider people stand-ups if, like, they... Like, that was the thing they did that got them into the industry, okay. which he did. Mm-hmm. And I think he still does. He doesn't tour because he can't. He's too busy. But, yeah. I <laughs> too mean, busy fairly recently he was still touring as, like, a like as a stand-up comedian. Yeah. yeah. So, like, a year ago was when I started disliking Joe Rogan. And it's because my older brother, he's, like, 30. There's quite an age gap. But he was like, oh, you like stand-up comedy? I was like, yeah. So he was like, I'm going to show you one of my favorite, like, specials. And it was a Joe Rogan special. I'd never seen his comedy before. So I was like, well, I don't, okay. I don't remember all the names of his specials, but I feel like they all have titles like Triggered or like Owning the... <laughs> <laughs> all I remember Owning the one... Snowflakes or something like that. <laughs> this one was on Netflix. That okay. was all I remember. Um, and I just remember he made, like, a lot of offensive jokes and was like, oh, if you get offended, you're sensitive. And it was just like... But it, you're just blatantly saying offensive stuff to try to be funny. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think that's... Well, I understand that that's a comedy style. I don't I don't like that as a comedy style. I don't yeah. think it's funny. I don't think it's funny either. Mm-hmm. And also, one of my open mic red flags is people getting mad at their audience for not laughing at their jokes. Uh, it's like, if the audience isn't laughing at your jokes, it's because you're not a good comedian and you didn't read the room, not because you're better than your audience. Yeah. Um, but yes, frustrating... I've only watched uh, I've a been couple tr- Joe Rogan clips. Yeah. They were because Aaron Rodgers was on the Joe Rogan experience. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot you're a Packers fan. Aaron Rodgers just... What, what are your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a red flag. Man, okay. <laughs> if, if we're going to discuss, you know, Aaron Rodgers, throw ball far. As long as you can do that, I will... I will blind myself to whatever weirdness... Anti-vaxxing. Anti-vaxxing... Like, I don't talk to my family. I take hallucinogens. 
I was gonna say, isn't he? He's like married to married to she. No, they they broke it off. Oh, they did. She broke it off because she was. She's also kind of a crunchy like yeah. naturey yeah. actress. So I wondered how much she had to do with him getting into that stuff. But but yeah, as long as he keeps doing well on the field, I can compartmentalize his off the field. Like I can look <laughs> at him as an asset. Yeah, you you like him as a football player, not as a person. Not as a person. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Which I know is a very problematic distinction, depending on who you're talking about. Deshaun Watson. And, um, but you're not defending him. No. You're like, oh, he's a good player, but mm. he might be a little, I don't know, crazy. That's one word for it, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, Joe Rogan. Uh, people, like, I, I, I try to be, like, empathetic about why people like him. And, I, like, I can get it to a certain extent, but... Yeah, I feel like he's unforgivable for the people. He's like, we're just, we just need to, like, debate the ideas. We just need to, like, hear from all the sides. I'm like, if you're going to have Alex Jones on your program, you're not a serious person. <laughs> yep. Um, who else do you have on your red okay, flag Okay, so list? that's, like, my... Yeah. The, the number one? My big one. The, and that's, like, for more of his, like, other stuff he does besides stand-up. But I also hate his stand-up because I hate I'm aggressively going to make fun of a group of people and then get mad at them if they don't think my jokes are funny. Uh. Yep. <laughs> These are all... And this is... Everyone on this list is like that. So... Anthony Jeselnik. I don't know if you've, you know Anthony Jeselnik. I, do not. I was trying to pick. I, do not I was trying to pick people you might know, but you might not know these people. So Anthony Jeselnik is another one who his whole thing is like, I'm just gonna say the worst possible thing I can think of, and it's funny because people are like, oh, I can't believe he said that. Yeah. Which is fine, and he's not the most egregious one. Like sometimes I can get why people like him, and I don't think he's as much of an asshole off stage as some of these other ones are. Mm. Um, Louis C.K. now. Because if people say say their favorite comic is Louis C.K. at this point, they're doing it because they know it's going to like... They like him because he's like a bad person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot about Louis C.K. too. (laughs) That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it sucks because like I liked Louis C.K. for a long time. His like specials are interesting. Like I really liked his show. Um, But no. Not anymore, especially because you can tell if a comic gets in trouble, gets actually called out for their bad behavior, and then they double down on it, and they, like, whine about being canceled, then they're not a good person. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you're not going to learn from your mistakes and, like, actually work to do better, then I'm not going to give you any more of my time. Um, Let's see. Who else? Okay. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Who also, a lot of people I like really love him, but he's also just such an asshole. Is he? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know he was. I only know him in the context of Night at the Museum. Well, I only see like oh his like. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you know him from is that, Night at the Museum. That's like when I think of Ricky Gervais, I think instinctively of Night at the Museum. That's so funny. This is the generational divide between. What do you think of? Us. What do you think of Ricky Gervais? The Office. I mean, the first thing I oh, think yeah. of is The Office. That's what I thought of. Yeah. I've, I've, I've never watched the the UK version, but that's what I thought of. I mean, The Office, he had a really early, he was one of the early, like, very famous podcasters. He had a really, really popular Mm -hmm. podcast before podcasting was, like, a thing everybody listened to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's written all those, he's, like, has movies he's written. And then he just loves to make, he also has specials that are called, like, Triggered. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's the one I always come back to, or, like, White Privilege. Like, they all name their things. (laughs) He reminds me a lot of Pierce Morgan, who I also can't Mm. stand. It's like that smug British thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's another one who's like, I'm just gonna, like, I, because people are upset with what I'm saying, I'm gonna double down on it, and that's gonna become my entire identity. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Dave Chappelle, who? Yes. Is another yeah. disappointing one, because, I mean, Dave Chappelle's so important. 
I like used, as a groundbreaking comedian, used, and I don't know yeah. why he's. I mean, I can, I know why, but I used to love him. Man, like, he's really like squandering all of the amazing goodwill he has as mm. a. I used to watch comic. like a bunch of his like comedy, like his sketches on SNL, and then other stand-up things he would do. But then he just had to go and say something so insensitive, and then yeah. once again double down on it, like. I don't know, it just personally it baffles me how someone could say something so insensitive and when they get feedback they're not like, oh, I'm sorry about that. They're like, no, I'm right. Yeah. And I always wonder if that's an inherently like certain type of comedian, like they would do that no matter what, or if it's a really, really famous, you have a lot of money and a lot of power and you get to the point where you can't take feedback anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it does seem to happen a lot to comics who are like, feel like they're untouchable because of how like popular, famous and wealthy they are. But yeah, the transphobia and also now the anti-Semitism that yeah. he's starting to yeah, I heard about the double down on too. And I feel like that's something you wouldn't expect from someone like Dave Chappelle. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of people who are really smart and like can see very easily systems of power. Especially, I mean, as it pertains to them. I mean, he's really great at talking about like blackness yeah. and like systems of power, especially as it pertains to black men, black cis men in particular. Um, and so that's why he's so popular because he was like saying really smart things and like doing amazing satire around that. But then they'll have like people will have these like areas they just, I don't know, can't apply that same thinking to. Yeah. Like this thing doesn't affect me. So I'm not going to really yeah. dig into like mm-hmm. empathy about people who face that kind of discrimination. Um, also ignoring the fact that there are black Jewish people, black trans people, mm-hmm. like not being able to like really sit with those intersections seems to be a problem that he's having. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Those are the egregious ones. I also just hate Bill Burr. I do But a lot of people like, Bill Burr's one, I'm like, "Uh, I can get it if you like Bill Burr, but I just can't stand (laughs) it. I have mixed feelings because I think as an actor, he is a really good actor. I actually, you're right. I like him as an actor a lot. But his comedy just always falls flat His voice gets obnoxious for me after a while. (laughs) I feel like eventually it gets to like shouting. Like I'm just shouting my my mid-level jokes. He's like, I'm an angry Bostonian. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then he'll make jokes. He'll be like, oh, this generation. And he just kind of sounds like, like he sounds like your grandpa trying to make jokes and just not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But not as egregious to me. Like. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, I do think he's a very good actor. Yeah. I just find him annoying as a comedian. He has some funny jokes, but yeah, after a while, it's like, all right. Yeah. And I mean, for me, angry comedian has never been my thing. Like, that's never going to be my favorite kind of comic. But there's a, like, people love, like, that's a brand that people (laughs) get into. Um, And it also feels like of a time, like late 90s, early 2000s, and then like the 80s, like angry screaming comic was kind of like... A, thing. a popular thing that I feel like maybe we could move past. Um, okay. Yes, Bill Burr. And then I ha- I was like, these are all men. I should, like, pick some women. <laughs> <I don't> like. <laughs> um, so my two that I don't, again, I feel like I'm too old to use the word pick-me-girl. But usually if someone <laughs> tells me their favorite comic is Eliza Schlesinger or Whitney Cummings, I'm like, those are the pick-me-girl comics. The pick-me-girls. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. I've liked some of her comedy. I wouldn't say I was, like, a fan. But I saw some of her sketches and I liked them. But then there was one where it was, like, I think she was just making fun of women, I mm-hmm. think. And I was, like, okay, so your target audience is men. <laughs> yes. And both of them 
Well, one, I think both of them have been on Joe Rogan's podcast, and that's why I can tell, like, I don't like them. Um, but they also will side with male comics who get, like, called out for sexual harassment a lot mm. in ways that I don't love. Oh, wait. I know who Eliza uh, Schlesinger is. Yeah. Didn't she, like... Straight up say a racist slur in one of her... It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I haven't heard about that, but, like, it wouldn't be shocking to me if that was the case. Yeah, yeah, she did in one of her um, comedy shows. She just straight up said it. And, like, there was no reason. It's not funny. I don't... I also don't understand why people do stuff like that. Unless you are, like, of that group that can say the slur, I don't know why you feel a necessary need to say it or think it's funny. Because it's, it's just not. Yeah. I mean, there is like this, this isn't all comics, but there is a kind of comic whose number one ideological concern is like, I should be able to say whatever I want because I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. And like they will cling to that as like their foundational ethos and like foundational moral that they're abiding by. And so to them, like people getting upset about jokes is like a, like an attack on the institution of like what it is to be a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see that in the way they'll react to things and the way they'll push the boundary on purpose as, like, a moral, like, stand that they're taking. Yeah. Like, I'm a comedian, and I should be able to say this because comedy is, like, this absolute free speech space that's disconnected from the world and yeah. politics and power, uh, which I think is just a very naive way of thinking about comedy. There's also... um this made me think of him because he and Whitney Cummings were on a show together. But um, That's how I Chris know Whitney Cummings. Yep. That's how Chris I know Delia. Whitney Cummings. Chris, I yep. didn't even put him on my list because I was like, he's so awful. Like, people haven't been telling me that he's their favorite comedian lately. <laughs> but I yes, I've never definitely ago, on my list. A while ago. Because I feel like he was like grooming teenagers yeah, or something. Yeah, before it came out that he was grooming. I'm talking like maybe five, six years ago before this stuff came out when his first two specials were hitting Netflix. I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. And I think I've seen mm-hmm. the one with him and uh, Whitney Cummings. And yeah, I used to watch that, that show. I thought I it was know. so funny. It was it was literally just called Whitney. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, that was one of the people who I, 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 she like didn't want to say anything about it or like was like real cagey when people were like, are you going to call out your co-star for being like a predator? A predator? And mm-hmm. she was like, I don't want to say anything. What do you call yes. it? He was going to be in Army of the Dead. Yes, That's and it got replaced by Tignataro. Yeah, <laughs> arguably an upgrade. Which Actually, inarguably love an upgrade. Tignataro personally. Inarguably yes, an upgrade. she's on my on my likes list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, oh, She's so funny. So I was teaching a version of the comedy class you both were in yeah. at Westchester when that Chris D'Elia stuff came out. And I had some people in my class who were huge fans of his. And like we had to talk through it in class. They were like, I can't believe he's such a horrible person. I'm like really <laughs> like yeah. upset about this. I was like, oh man, like, that sucks. Like, I won't be listening to his stuff again. Yeah. Predator. Have you, this is more niche if you're, like, following comedy people, but have you been hearing about the, like, lawsuits against, um, like, Horatio Sands and Jimmy Fallon from, like, when they were on Saturday Night Live? I think I heard something about Jimmy what Fallon. What happened? I have uh, no clue. <laughs> I think I heard, I heard Jimmy Fallon had a lawsuit against him, but I didn't know what it was for. And there, it, it's also possible Jimmy Fallon has multiple lawsuits against him. I don't know. Yeah. But this one specifically is that, like, Horatio Sands, like, brought teenage fans of his, like, to Saturday Night Live, like, after parties, and no one really said anything to him about it. Oh, God. Um, but I think Jimmy Fallon and Lorne Michaels were, like, named in the lawsuit for enabling it. Uh, and oh. I'm actually surprised, I'm like very frustrated that it's not being more talked about because Saturday Night Live has such a horrible history of like 
treating women in their room, in their like writer's room, of bringing guests on who are terrible people like Donald Trump I mean, yeah. <laughs> when he's running for president. Uh, and yeah, more and more stuff is just coming out about like how predatory the people who work on that show are. Mm. Another one personally I don't like is Amy Schumer. Oh, Amy Schumer's on my, if you tell me she's my, your favorite comic, you probably don't know that much about stand-up. <laughs> yeah, because, like, A, the stealing jokes thing, um, and B, I just don't find the way, like, she delivers jokes funny. Mm-hmm. So, like, personally, just not a big fan. Yeah. I've never met anyone who liked her, though. <laughs> I It's true. I've never met anyone who said, like, their favorite comic was Amy Schumer. For a while. I mean, back, maybe back when her show was on. But, I mean, I really liked her new sitcom she did for Hulu. Um, and, like, a lot of Inside Amy Schumer was really smart. But I don't like her stand-up. I know a, I know a couple people that hate on Amy Schumer. I think mainly because she's, like, a woman. Yes, I will and say. Like, I think yeah. she's, I don't think she's funny. But. But not because she's a woman. Not, haha, women aren't funny, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I mean. I don't think that she doesn't do the comedy thing for me. Yeah, I agree. And that's another thing where I'm like, do you like, do you dislike Amy Schumer for the correct reasons or for the wrong reasons? Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, if people are like, uh, Amy Schumer, women suck. Yeah. Like, then I'm like, mm, maybe you need to in, like figure out why yeah. <laughs> you're so mad We have another her. issue as yeah. opposed to that you don't like Amy Schumer. We got something else. I just remember this one and it's so horrible, but Andy Dick. Oh, yeah. Absolutely I, red flag. I forget about him as a... Me as too. a stand-up. Well, I he just um, got arrested yeah. again. Um, and this time he has to register as a sex offender. Mm-hmm. Finally. Which should have happened so long ago. Yeah. But it's just now happening for some reason. Interesting person. Yeah. I mean, if I would make my list of every comic who's like a horrible person, then the list would be too long. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I didn't name this entire swath of just, like, alt-right comedians because I didn't even feel like they merited. Uh, T.J. Miller. Oh, my God. T.J. Miller was another one I thought was very funny, and then he also turned out to be a predator. Yeah, he's... <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, that's... God. I saw one thing. Like, it came out that he was a predator and then got mad that Ryan Reynolds didn't want him back in Deadpool 3. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds was like, you're a predator, bro. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I mean... I know, like, the bigger problem is not these individual people, but the systems that, like, keep allowing them mm-hmm. to have enough power to get away with, like, never getting called out for this yeah. stuff. Um, do you guys both know who Lily Singh is? No. No. Okay, so... Is she a young person? Yes. <laughs> she started <laughs> she off... <laughs> she started off as a YouTuber. That's why. I don't know and she, she, was a, she was a very funny YouTuber. Uh-huh. She would make, like, skits and stuff. Oh, okay. I think I know mm-hmm. who she is. And then she got her own late night show. Um, she also was at the roast of the Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, Weird flex, but okay. I just don't think her comedy's funny. Like, it's just, it's not necessarily, like, if somebody said, oh, I like her, I wouldn't see it as a red flag. But just talking about comedians that we don't necessarily like, I just don't like her comedy. I think she's great at YouTube, and she's great at creating skits. I just don't think stand-up specifically yeah. is the format it's she like should do. It's, like, two totally different skill sets. Yeah, it's a hard, like, transition between the two. Just out of curiosity, because we talked about, like, the... I can't remember what the word was. Was it, like, the alt-comedians? Like, the alternative comedians? Mm-hmm. Oh, in class? Yes. Yes. Um, Patton Oswalt. How do you feel about him? Okay, Patton Oswalt, I feel like, is the comedian I have the most complicated relationship with in my head. Because mm-hmm. I think he's really, really funny. 
Like, I love a lot of his stand-up specials. And I think he tries really hard to be, like, a good person and do the right thing. But sometimes I just think he's, like, I don't know. I feel a the exact same. out of, like, touch with a few issues. If that makes sense. But yeah. I do, like, I, I mean, I think he's really funny. You you passed my man. Who's your man? John Oliver. I love You love John Oliver. I love John Oliver. I, I also love John Oliver. <laughs> I don't. He is one watch of these. Of his stuff one of the know. singular funniest people I've ever watched. I will. I will say. I Truly watch his amazing. show every week. Yes, I'm two weeks behind. It's so good, and yeah. it teaches really well. Like I've gotten so many things for class from that show because he digs into topics. Yes. That like I would never think about other like. So I. Re- we don't need to go off on this tangent. But I used to watch, like, The Daily. Like, I watched all of them. Mm-hmm. All the sat- sat- satiric late-night shows. The Daily Show. Like, Samantha Bee. All the ones that were on Comedy Central. Colbert Report. Um, but John Oliver's show I really love because he digs into issues really deeply. Mm-hmm. In just, like, really well-reported segments. Yeah. Like, he tries to draw attention to issues that aren't getting enough attention. Like, I don't know. I love that show. Um... So what about, like, some green flag comedians? Like, green flag comedians. Like, just oh, so many. Comedians you really like or just, yeah. This was tough to, like, narrow it down to a list that wasn't just me reading for five minutes. <laughs> um, I'm also, like, bummed because I haven't as much time to find new comedy as mm-hmm. I used to. Because I was reading through, Vult- if you, like, want to find, like, good lists of comedy- comedians to look at, Vulture puts out a list every year of, like, up-and-coming, like, comics you should know. And, I mean, they're always great. Mm-hmm. So... I will say everyone should go look at those lists if they're looking for new comics. Um, but you both know that Tignataro is probably my favorite mm-hmm. comedian. Um, so I always forget uh, how much I love Camille Nanjiani because he has stopped doing stand-up. But his stand-up is so good. And it, like I want to write him letters and be like, will you please do another stand-up special? Mm-hmm. I know you're very busy being an <laughs> actor now and a writer, but like he is so good at stand-up. Um, you should look up Beta Male, which is his, like, only stand-up album. Okay. It's hilarious. Um, let's see. Who else? Okay. That's a good title. I like that. <laughs> I love... Okay, I love Aparna Nancherla. Have you heard of her? No. no. She is... I like her because she's, like... I like softer comedians. Mm-hmm. And she's, like talks a lot about mental illness and she talks about how awkward she is and you can tell like she's good at being on stage but she's probably not like great with like social situations Mm -hmm. um i don't know she's great i love emily heller who also hasn't done stand-up as much she's just writing for show i think she writes for barry okay barry um i've heard that's a great show it's it's a really good show i don't know how much i like it but my partner loves it, <laughs> and okay. I wa- I've watched the whole thing, and I, I think I like it. I don't know. I've seen people that, like, really like it. It's not funny enough for me. Mm. It's too violent for me to, like, love it, because I don't think I could ever really, really love something that's, like, super violent, because it just makes me, like, Because isn't nauseous. Bill Hader? Yes. I, yeah, think, I mean, he's great in it. I feel like if I watched something with Bill Hader, oh I would want it to be funny. My, he- my favorite comedian is Bill Hader of all time. I have talked to him before on a Zoom call, and it was... On a I, Zoom call? Oh, wait, what? Yeah, you wait. How did, you, on a Zoom how did you pull this off? All right, all right. We got to do a little story time. Story time. So, ever since I was, like, young, I was watching SNL, loved Bill Hader. He was my favorite. Um, so, I went to a art school, and I was, like, I was in, like, the writing program, 
So my teacher was like, oh, I'm trying to get um, a specific writer, specifically a comedy writer, on um, the call to talk to us. And we were like, oh, who is it? And she was like, oh, Bill Hader, just so casually. Like, does she know him? I guess she reached out to him to be like, do you want to talk to my class? And he said yes. That's so Yeah, nice. he said yes. So my, the whole writing program had a call with Bill Hader. And I was like nervous the whole time. And I was like texting my friends during the call. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to pass out. Mm-hmm. And um, in the chat, like the Zoom chat, my friends kept going, Faith, say something. Faith, say something. And he was like, who's Faith and what does she want to say? <laughs> And I was like, oh, I just wanted to say, like, you're a really big inspiration. And, like, I love your comedy. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, thanks, Faith. That means so much. And I almost died. <laughs> My friends have a video of it on, like, the Zoom call of me just almost. That's so sweet. That's cute. I want to see the video. It is one of the best moments of my life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's so nice. I love that. Yeah. So Bill Hader is, I mean, I don't think there was a doubt about it, but he's a really nice guy. <laughs> that's great. I also love Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. I tried to narrow it down by only sticking to stand-up comics, but if it wasn't, then he would be on my list. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is really, like... I, I feel like a lot of the comedians I know are in the mainstream, and that's my fault for not seeking out, like, more comedy, but um, I feel like it's just, like, when I have time to watch stuff, there's so much stuff on my list already, it's hard to add to it. Yeah. So I just kind of watch what I come across, like... um. Do you know who Taylor Tomlinson is? Yes. I like Taylor Tomlinson's comedy so much. I think she's so funny because she just talks about, like, like just being a woman and especially in her dating life, and it's so funny. I've heard that a lot from a lot of people. Yes. I need you to check her out. I've, I think I've always felt she's, like, a little young for me, but that could be untrue. That's fair. I also enjoy Catherine Ryan because mm, mm-hmm. I feel like she doesn't, like, she... she she looks familiar. That's why I'm looking. She does her comedy in a way where, like, almost she doesn't care what the audience thinks, but she's not being, like, insensitive like everybody yeah. else who doesn't care what the audience thinks. Yeah. Like, she's genuinely funny. And the one um, joke she she made that I can watch over and over because for some reason I find it hilarious is when she talks about um, when she went to see Hamilton and during the song um, Say No to This, she kept standing up and yelling at the actors, say no to what? She didn't ask you anything. And it was just, it was so funny to me for some reason. And I can rewatch it all the time. And she got escorted out of the play. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, the Broadway theater nerd to me is like, why would you do that? <laughs> but it, does, it was just, I like, I know if I was at that show, I would be so annoyed. But it just sounded so funny at the same time. Yeah. That's funny. I went to see Hamilton in Chicago, right? I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, it was like when they were trying to get rid of Obamacare mm-hmm. in yeah. Congress, and they they lost by like one or two votes. Uh, and we went to see Hamilton like that night, and there was that like, you don't have the votes line. And someone like yelled something about like Ted Cruz or whoever, like not having the votes or something. <laughs> and everyone laughed a lot. And that's what I remember <laughs> heckling during that show. That is so funny, actually. <laughs> it's like, this is a rowdy crowd. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Oh, do you guys know who Caleb Heron is? No. He's big on social media. I feel like it's hard to describe his comedy without seeing it. But he does a lot of, like, front-facing, fra- front like, camera jokes. And he would do them on Twitter a lot. And now he's like, I see his TikToks a lot. Anyways, that's not a good description, but you should look him up on TikTok. And he's also now writing for like Big Mouth and a few I other love shows. Big Mouth. 
I know. Okay. I thought Big Mouth was was mid. I don't know why I love it so much. I thought the first season. I I did not like the first season, but I was I like, I do like all the comics on Big Mouth. All those comedians yeah. are comedians I like. I was like, so I didn't like it at first, and I kept watching, and I was like, you know what? This is actually funny. Like I know it's like an adult show, but I was like. I was like me as a kid, you know. I, can't, I, can't I see. see. I don't think it is an adult show. I think they very specifically want it to be like also accessible for like teenagers who are dealing with that stuff. Yeah, I just mean like with the rating. Of, oh like, yeah, I think it's TVMA. It, yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Um, no way, it's not. But I was like, if I watched this a few years ago, I would have laughed so hard. Yeah. So I was like, like younger Faith was so amused by it. And oh, I was gonna ask you both what you think of Bo Burnham. Oh, okay. don't even don't start her. Don't start her. <laughs> I, I'll let I'll let Faith take. I have this a deep one. love for Bo Burnham. Oh, okay. Deep I feel like love. my students either really love him or really hate him. I or, find him so. I don't know why, but so I love music and I love comedy, and the intersection of that yeah. makes me so happy. And I'm pretty sure he's gonna be my number one artist on Spotify because anytime I have any free time, I put his music. Yeah, on. that's why I know Faith. Does not stop um, listening to Bo Burnham or the Glee cast. I've watched Inside <laughs> five times. I mean, I, I, I think it's really so good. <laughs> um, yeah. I really like it. I constantly listen to his music. And while I know he has done, like, stuff in the past that is, like, offensive or insensitive, he, like, and while, like, it's not my apology to accept, he's come out many times and said, like, how bad he feels about it and that um, even though he started on the internet at like 16 years old he knows that's not okay and he's grown from it and i like he's not one of the comedians who doubles down and i think that's like something mm-hmm. really important yeah yeah i mean it's hard i mean i read my diaries from when i was 16 like luckily i wasn't on a youtube star yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you got i like the pandering song from bo burnham because it's the country song yes it's oh. the I love that song. I play. I love- I've played that for like six of my classes, and I just play it for people. And sometimes I just like watch it because I mm-hmm. like it so much. I love country music, and my friends, Faith included, make fun of me for that. So in high school, one of my best friends, he sent me the video, and he was like, "You have to watch this. You'll you'll quote unquote love it." And like you know, he's making fun of country music. See, I don't think I he's thought, not making fun of country music. He's making fun of a specific kind yeah, of country he's music. He's making fun of a specific kind of country music. But I can understand what he's making fun of. Like, oh, I've listened to things that he is exactly calling out <laughs> right now. This is hysterical. So, and I do think, like, I think his critique is of the artist, not of the mm-hmm. fans. Um, or the song. song choices in general. The, the song's not wrong, though, because one time me and my family played a game of, like, um, guess the country song lyrics. And so <laughs> me and my mom's best friend were on a team together, and she was like, okay, I'm going to keep yelling Garth Brooks. You keep yelling whiskey. One of us will have to be right. <laughs> and we both, that's how we won the game. Yo. <laughs> um, all right, who else are some? Green flag comedians? Yeah, you're just comedians you like. I like John Mulaney. I know that's a very streamlined one. <laughs> I love like, John Mulaney. I feel like that's someone that a lot of people can get around. I mean, a lot of John people Mulaney. like him because he's a good comedian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, yeah. Who doesn't like John Mulaney? The I... only comedy show I've been to was John Mulaney. Really? Oh, and it was nice. so fun. I sat right in the front row. I've seen him. The comedians I've seen the most are John Mulaney I've seen three times. And Mike Birbiglia I've seen, like, four or five times. One of John Mulaney's opening acts um, I didn't like one of them. I'm not gonna lie. Oh uh, yeah, who were they? But I, one of my like proudest moments 
was that I saw John Mulaney at o open middle for Patton Oswalt when I went to see him in New York in like 2008, uh. 2009, uh, before like anyone knew who John Mulaney was. I mean, he, I think he was running for SNL at the time, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh my God, like this is my exact sense of humor. Like who is this person? Yeah. And then I would like suggest him to people and now he's like super, super famous, but I did feel cool for a while because like no one knew who he was. was. I knew I liked him before he was cool. I know, (laughs) that's such a hack thing to say, but it's true. And now I have ambivalent feelings about him. (laughs) I guess all of my uh, heroes will eventually disappoint me. What do you call it? I, I don't understand his personal life thing. Didn't he divorce his wife? Yeah, he divorced Anna, who's a queen. I, love I follow her. her on TikTok and Instagram. I love her so much. Sorry. And now he's with Olivia Munn. No, I think they've already broken up. They've already broken but up. But they I, had a baby they, together. Yeah, I thought they just had a kid. I think yeah. they broke up, though. I don't know. Well, wild. Absolutely wild. <laughs> um, so, yeah, apparently they broke up, but then... Recently, he also posted something calling her his girlfriend, so I don't know. Oh, uh, maybe they're, I don't know. Why I do no think clue. they broke up? But his openers were oh, yeah. Seton Smith and Dan, uh, I don't know if it's Levy or Levi. Dan Levy? Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek? Yeah, from no. Schitt's Creek. Oh. <laughs> no, he was very specific. He's like, I'm not that guy. <laughs> that I was, was like, I didn't say, think he did stand up. not like Dan Levy, That though. was his first joke. Um, the reason I didn't like him is because... Um, so one joke he made at the very end of his set was, he was like, yeah, one time I went to go get a massage and he was like, under the towel, I was like scratching my thigh because my thigh itched and the woman came in and she thought I was doing something very inappropriate. And then he was like, so I got her fired. And that was his joke. And then everybody was like booing him because he got her fired. And he was like, no, she was accusing me of something. I was in front. Like, I don't know. Bro, what? I was like, that just wasn't funny. But Seton Smith, he was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. He made, he was just, he was like down to earth. Mm -hmm. So funny. I loved him. (laughs) Not another massage marauder. Yeah. I know. That's under my, my hacky joke list. What? Uh, I don't know, like sexual harassment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to find people on my list maybe you've heard of. But, you know Guy Branham? Cameron Esposito? I do. Wait, that name sounds 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 so familiar. I'm just really bad with names. She had this tour, the show called Rape Jokes that she did, where she sort of unpacked, like, her own sexual assault and then, like, thinking through, like, what it means to make a rape joke and, like, what it, I don't know. It was really, really awesome. Um, and she put it out and then donated the proceeds to, like, Rain or one of the, like, uh, assault the organizations. Anyway, she's very thoughtful about, like, just thinking about comedy. Um, Eddie Izzard is sort of a classic one I love. Yeah, I know who that is. And when I was in college, we watched um, Dress to Kill, like, just constantly over and over again. And everyone quoted it all the time. I love that. Uh, let's see. Okay. I love Janelle James, and now everyone knows her because she's on Abbott Elementary, but her stand-up is very funny. She plays the principal on that show. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. I am aware of um, this And I tell everybody this, but she started in Illinois, and I saw her in Champaign when she was, like, still, like, hadn't moved to New York yet. Mm-hmm. And now she's so famous, and I was like, I saw her at a bar in, like, <laughs> Champaign, Illinois, and now she's, like, the queen of comedy. <laughs> That's amazing. Any more green flag comedians? Um, I mean, I have a lot. Uh, Gary Gullman, I showed you his um, clip in class. Mm-hmm. He's very funny. Um, he talks about, I think he has a, I forget if it's a book or a special. It's called The Great Depression, 
but he talks a lot about like his depression and uh in really interesting ways um mike berbiglia is one of my faves because he's like a storyteller i've seen every single one of his shows except the newest one (laughs) um bo burnham kate berlant is probably not one that's on your radar because she's i think more of a like uh not an indie comic but like a comedian's comic like if you're in the mm. comedy you know who Kate Berlant is um but she you should look into her if you just like think interesting theater like like interesting theater her one woman show in New York like a couple months ago you should just look it up very fascinating uh she's very meta and like deconstructs like what it is to be a comedian uh Salman Giorgio oh you guys I'm so sorry I'm gonna send you a list uh Joel Kim Booster who wrote, there's a Hulu movie, um, Fire Island, that came out recently that maybe, no, he wrote that. I'm so sorry. It's also very funny. All right, that's everything. That's all, that's um, my whole list. I have one more. Okay. Who neither of you probably know once again, but Anna Kana, I absolutely love her stand-up. She's like, she's a YouTuber, um, but Anna she does Akana. Akana? Oh, got it. She was an, she an Ant-Man? Yeah, for, like, one ending scene. She's oh, barely it. in it. Um, but she would do stand-up comedy, and she also wrote, like, a memoir about her life, which was just, like, really inspirational, and it was really nice to read. Oh, nice. She has a clothing um, line called Ghost and Stars. Yeah, she's just... She's very, like, real about things, and she doesn't hold things back, and I just... I love her. She's really inspirational. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I'll look into her. Do you guys want to move on to red flags in, like stand-up comedy itself sure do you have them have you guys seen enough stand-up comedy that you have red flags i have one that i really like okay so on tiktok (laughs) i'm scooted back and everything on tiktok i've been seeing a lot of crowd work Mm -hmm. in stand-up comedians and while like all the videos i've seen have been funny um somebody like deconstructed these videos and talked about how like comedy is going downhill because all these people are going to see just these um these crowd work videos and think, oh, that's all comedy is, it's crowd work. And then they're going to get out there, not have anything prepared, and, like, just try to make their skit, like, like, just try to do comedy based on crowd work. And that's not how comedy works. <laughs> well, crowd work, I think, is sometimes very important. And while it can be super funny, I don't think any, like, any of your comedy should be based on crowd work because it will never go the way you plan. Yeah. So that was one thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm very wary of anyone ever going, this thing is going to be, like, the downfall of comedy. Well, yeah, I just There's mean, like, enough people who think they're going to be good at comedy already. Mm-hmm. that, And they, they learn very quickly that they're not good at comedy. <laughs> they weed themselves out. Um, but, like, especially straight white men sometimes will think, sorry, Dom, will think that. <laughs> the amount of times that that sentence has come up in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, straight white men, sorry, Dom. <laughs> It, it hap- it's happened in what? There was one that was really specific, straight white men with curly hair. I was like, Sorry, Oh, no, that one Oh, my God, specific. the definition of a red flag mm-hmm. in our first episode <laughs> was a straight white man with curly hair. I'm like, you know what? Fun. Um, and we had a poll on our Instagram uh-huh. that was like, is Dom a red flag? And 60% said yes, and 40% said no. Aw. But it's just based on who follows us. And I was going to say, it's probably just your friends, it, right? Yeah, it was most of, like, our friends saying, like, he's a red flag. Yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> um, oh, so when I ran a comedy show, like, 
I had to like pull teeth to get some of my women friends to sign up. Like they were like, I'm, like people who I knew would be good at it, who are so funny. And they're like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. But like any dude who's ever been told they were funny would be like, I could do stand-up comedy. Like I'm great at stand-up comedy. It happened all the time. Oh, th- that, <laughs> that, that is that, so true. <laughs> the worst part is that that goes back to the, the memes that are about like guys hear a compliment and hold on to it. You tell a guy he's funny. He thinks he is the next Bo Burnham or something like that. Like, he's going to come out here and be like, I'm going to make everyone hysterical with my jokes. And then they're just mid. Or Sometimes worse. not even funny I would yet. say mid is best case scenario. Oh, mid is bullseye, I feel like, at that rate. Like, in because I was in a writing program in high school, one of our, like, um, units was on comedy writing. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my favorite units. But it was so hard. Yeah. It was incredible. It was probably the hardest one, I want to say. And, like, I enjoyed it so much, but I could not have done it for much longer. I, like, applaud those who can write comedy for so long. <laughs> it's hard. And this is also, no, this is off topic, too. But I get really annoyed because just in general, dramas are taken more seriously than comedy. But I think it is way easier to make someone cry than it is mm-hmm. to make them, like, actually laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, comedy writing, so comedy's hard. Good comedians make it look easy. Mm-hmm. And, like... Like, this is this is pretty on topic. Um, people are like, oh, SNL is so bad, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, first of all, I love SNL. And I know, well, not all their skits are funny. At a certain, they have like 40-something seasons. At a certain point, it becomes so hard to write. Mm-hmm. I mean... They have at least one good skit per episode. I you have to, there has to be something to you being on the air for so long. Yeah. They write and produce a completely original live show every Week. I mean, not every week, but, like, most weeks. Like, that is yeah. very hard to do. I think they're amazing, and that would, honestly, that would be my dream job, is to write on SNL. That would be amazing. Faith, <laughs> we should start, like, you should start, like, a comedy writing club. I'm, like, desperate for a comedy club, like, a, any sort of comedy-related club to pop up on this campus that I can, like, be the faculty advisor <laughs> for. Wait, I didn't even think about that. Comedy club? Comedy club? Okay, sorry. I mean... It'd be fun to have, like... Like, a group where you could just get together and, like, write together and come up with, like, maybe people could come up with sketches. Maybe you want to put on an open mic. I'm actually, I think <laughs> we should do that. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, I mean, some of these are kind of obvious, like, jokes about women being crazy, which you'd think would go away, but they just keep happening. Mm-hmm. Or like you said earlier, like, the pick-me-girls. Pick-me-girls. Who, like... I feel oh, like, yes. like, hate on women because they're like, oh, it'll make the male audience like me more. I don't know. Like, that's just, it's so annoying when they're like, oh, women are crazy, right? And it's like, you're you're a woman. What do you mean? <laughs> or I'm not like, oh, yeah, I'm not like other girls. I'm not like, I'm not like most girls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, See, Dr. Relic's the, the Radio Rebel hair thing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I also have been, like, I'm kind of over like really self-deprecating humor by women like i'd rather women just be like i'm awesome i'm great like and not making fun of themselves mm-hmm. so much is like sort of the basis of their comedy yeah. and like when you start out self-deprecating humor is sort of an easy way to go um because it's relatable like you're not punching at anybody like you're just making fun of yourself mm-hmm. uh but i would like to see less of that and i think i think comics are starting to get away from that yeah that's sort of the basis uh, lamenting cancel culture, which we've already talked about, just being like, I'm gonna get canceled for this take, or like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I don't like. If you lead with that red flag, <laughs> yeah, 
if you know what you're going to say is going to offend someone and that's like your type of comedy, red flag. Um, FBI don't cancel me, but <laughs> Yeah. Or like um <laughs> I say that in my The woke police is gonna come to my house. <laughs> if I send my friend like like a, a meme that's like, you know, a little I let's just say dark humor. I'll I'll send them a meme and I'll be like, FBI agent, if you're reading this, please don't cancel me. So like, you know <laughs> Or like we discussed earlier, like the like sexual harassment jokes that are just yeah. like not funny. Yeah. Like it's one thing if um you're making a joke about your own experience and you're like trying to make a joke out of it and make it oh, more yeah. lighthearted. It's totally different. But like if you're making a joke about like harassing stuff like it's not funny. Mm-hmm. And the the like the defense a lot of comics will use is like, well, we have to use humor to work through hard things. It's like, yeah, use humor to work through your hard things. Not, not to like not make out. fun of other people's hard things. Like. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Like dealing with your own trauma through humor is not the same as like, I'm going to make fun of this trauma that's never happened to me. Just in general, like, I mean, this is the definition of a hacky joke is like making fun of something that always gets made fun of. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. You hate it that recipe blogs put the recipe at, like after a long story. Like, we don't need to hear that joke anymore. Like, Do you hear original. that joke a lot? I yeah. feel like I always hear that joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, while yeah. it is a very relatable thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like this This tre- this territory has been tread before. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. move on. Plus, I think it's much funnier when people defend things. That a lot of people hate. Um, like one of the best, one of the like jokes that gets talked about all the time is Shane Torres did a bit, however many years ago, defending Guy Fieri sort of at the height of when making fun of Guy Fieri was really cool. Um, it was like one of the funniest like uh, like bits I'd heard. Welcome was, to Flavortown. Because <laughs> he was just like, why does everyone hate him so much? Like, here's all this amazing stuff he does. Oh, he just goes into towns and, like, tries to build up the profile of small mom and pop shops. Like, what an asshole. But it's funnier than that. But you should look it up. <laughs> but I always find it very funny when people will defend a thing that's sort of become a cultural punching bag. Because it's more fun than, yeah. like, yeah. Nickelback sucks. It's like, okay, yeah. Everyone yeah. You're like, like, hot take. <laughs> like, hot take. Out. Hot take. Nickelback's amazing. Like, that's probably a more interesting take. <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't we all just want to be big rock stars? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're a band of the people, guys. So true. So true, Bestie. A band of the people. I mean, yeah, there's a reason that they, I guess, that somebody must love Nickelback. I mean, they're very, we all know who they are. Yeah. And then I just have, these are the last things I wrote down. Kids these days and online dating is weird. <laughs> Online dating? Did <laughs> someone say online dating? Out. Oh, really? Online dating, yeah. Also, I realized that like online dating is not <laughs> what it's called anymore. Probably, right? I mean, Date- that's what we still call. Do you still I mean, call yeah, it or that? dating apps? I feel like maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. nowadays the distinction gets a little more. Cause like instead of like because yeah. like I know it's kind of boring, but I met my boyfriend on Tinder and like Gross. so I had him come on because he was on Tinder for a year and a half, and I was like, that's a long time. So the thing I, I always, the thing that's fascinating to me matches. is like, and I've had students explain this to me before, but to me, I'm like, why do your, why do people your age need dating apps? Are you constantly around? At, like for older people, like we're not around people who are our age all the time, but you, mm-hmm. the whole, all your, all your friends are your age, right? Because everyone our age is very scared to talk to people. In real life, that's so interesting. Yeah. I, I have no game. As the kids say, I have zero You don't riz. try. Zero is. <laughs> 
But I think like, that's Dom a, will be like, I think this girl's really cute. And I'm like, why don't you talk to her? He's like, mm. nah. He's like, that's scary. Nah. Okay, wait. But this, okay. So one time I was talking about promposals in a class like four years ago because mm-hmm. I was fascinated by them. Uh, and my students were like, yeah, promposals. They told me all about them. And I was like, yeah, this is like such a new phenomenon. I, this is like not a thing we did. And they were like, how did you ask people to prom if you didn't do promposals? And I was like, people just asked each other. And they're like, that's so awkward. <laughs> Like you all are stunted my, my best in your friend. inability to communicate with each other in a straightforward yeah. manner. My best friend and I did promposals, and they can be very funny. That is, I don't know I if think... I ever showed you, but they're they're so. We, we both lay all for ours. They were funny as hell. I think that's why the majority of people on dating apps. We talked about this in the like that episode is between eighteen and twenty nine. Yeah, because so they're scared to talk to people. That's yeah. That's like a really interesting like communication generational See, shift mm-hmm. yeah i like i was just on it for fun because i was like oh i'm old enough to go on a date <laughs> oh yeah I'm, it's like. I'm, I'm playing so the game i'm playing the match game right now <laughs> see how many matches i can get zero oh yeah, it no. was just like a fun little thing and then like i just also really like talking to people so i was like why not and then i actually met my boyfriend there yeah. so jokes D- on me I but guess. he goes here too right no oh he's just here all the time okay do you guys have anything else you want to add no? i don't think so that was everything all right. i had um thank you guys so much for listening yeah. thank you for our special guest yeah, thank you, yes, Dr. Thanks. Brown. i hope i didn't bring you off on too many tangents you did no, not it's, that was perfect. it was phenomenal oh good phenomenological 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 that's what we say now we say that all the time we have we have a couple for lack of a better term dr brownisms that we pick up from class <laughs> great that, oh, every sorry. time he says something's phenomenal i mean you mean phenomenological <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like the girl boss a ring i'm really glad that girl boss yourself a ring has has become part of your vocabulary mm-hmm. oh, of course um i've been faith <laughs> i've been dom i've been dr brown <laughs> um and be sure to look out for all the red flags out there see you next time we've looked it up that time